Hi, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Black Mum to Midwife podcast, where I share my experience of being a student midwife, a mother, and a black woman in the UK. I'm still a student, so I'm not the one to come to for medical advice. If you're in need of assistance, please contact your GP, midwife, or other qualified health professional. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now let's get into it. Hello, it's been a while, it's been a very long while actually, uh, almost a year to be exact. Um, so um, I'm not going to do the apologies for why I've been away because yeah, it's just what it is isn't it? Um, and life has been lifing and I've been kind of lifing too. So um, yes, I'm here with like a little roundup and also to kind of reintroduce myself and and I'll go into that a bit more um, as we go into the episode but I'm glad to be back, I'm glad to be recording again. Um, It's been, um, it was actually really quite exciting like setting up the mic and all that kind of stuff and my um recording software and stuff so because i hadn't done it in such a long time and um yes it's great to be back basically so um i'll just move on uh, real quick and um just get into the conversation um and i'm mostly going to be talking about um i didn't want it to come off as like a really like debbie downer episode but i also wanted to be um transparent and honest about my experiences so far um particularly last year because I just kind of fell off the radar um podcast wise last year and last year I was in my second year of uni um which is often the dreaded year and I can see why because to be honest it was awful (laughs) I'm not even gonna, yeah, I won't sugarcoat it. For me, it was just a, such a hard slog, and for most of it, I just felt like I was being like battered um, and like drowned and all of it. Um, it was it was a real hard um, year to get through, um, both in terms of uni and personally. So I'll just like go, just get into that. So what happened? So I started my second year and um, yeah, everything was going okay. I mean, there was like the, you know, COVID stuff, you know, obviously it's still going on, but um, coming back into practice um, right at the end of our first year after taking like a huge break and then coming back and um, then being like asked, oh yeah, what year are you? And you kind of wanted to say I'm kind of still a first year because I missed so much time but it's like no I'm second year now and um so the kind of expectation of you knowing more being more competent is there although in placement the midwives that we're working with they were really kind of understanding they were really they were aware obviously that we um missed um about five months of placement so that's a long time and that's a lot of experience like potential experience like not gained so they were really understanding so they were quite gentle with us but at the same time you know that you have to be 
at a certain level by a certain point. Um, so quite often in placement, especially, I would say, especially on delivery suite, because it's just like bang, 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 go, go, go. Like, you need to do this, you need to do this. Have you done this? Oh God, what is that? Um, sorry. <laughs> um, someone's driving a tractor or something. But um, yeah, so it was, there's that expectation you put on yourself. Um, and um, I am really bad at doing that. Um, and that's something I have to work on. But I, um, I found that I was coming up against a lot of challenges. Um, I was really struggling with actually um, focusing on my work or concentrating on like assignments and things like that. So while some places, like if it's an essay, um, yeah, I can write essays. That's cool. I, I enjoy it. Well, no, I don't enjoy it. I enjoy the fin final product <laughs> of an essay, but the actual doing of it is just like torture to me. But I still kind of enjoy it a little bit. A bit weird. But um, so that kind of thing I'm OK with. Um, for me, what really tripped me up and what really like knocked my confidence was the Oscars. Like I hate Oskies. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. I'm holding my hands up and say I bloody hate Oskies. They cause me so much stress and um, I just start freaking out. Like internally there's like, it's just mad. It's like the Animaniacs in my brain. Like just going insane, trashing everything. Like, like, and on the outside I just look blank. Like I freeze. <laughs> so we had um how many? We had the medicines management one, which was the first one. Um, then we had, oh God. Yeah, then we had like the obstetric emergencies and um, neonatal um, life, su life support. I, I just, I walk into the room, I start to sweat. My mind just goes blank. Like, I mean, like literally like tumbleweeds even though like I know things like and I know I know things but then as soon as I start talking like my mouth and my brain just disengage and it's a real struggle for me to focus and actually like do what I'm supposed to be, concentrate on the things that I know that I can do but I just fall, fall apart it just makes me it just turns me into a, like a quivering sweaty mess so there was that I passed the first one um and later on in the year like towards the end of the year i um basically towards the end of the year i was really struggling i was really struggling with my mental health um i was just not functioning well i missed quite a bit of placement um because i like had to change medication medication dosages and that every time that happens like it just throws me through a loop a bit so I had to kind of take time I got signed I actually got signed off for like a few weeks by my GP I was just like I was just not in a great place and um, other things were happening like in my personal life as well which made things harder to deal with so I applied for mitigation for some things and one thing I actually I even forgot 
to apply for mitigation for something and ended up like um like failing it and then having to re like resubmit is my one of my practice assessments this is how like just out of whack everything was like with me i yeah i forgot to apply for mitigation for something and then obviously when you um resubmit something you it's capped at 40 so even though i got like um a really decent mark for like one of the parts of the unit um it kind of dragged my grade down um um and i didn't care <laughs> No, no, that no, no. I'll rephrase that. It's not that I didn't care. I just kind of lost the will. Like I had zero vim. I was just like, no, I, I don't know if I can even do this. So then, I applied for mitigation for the um, other Oskies, and obviously because I hate Oskies anyway, I was just fearful. So I did, um, I did them later on, and then I failed one of them. And that, like, just, that's the first thing I'd failed. And I just, I kind of, I was like, no, this, this is not, this isn't great. I, that really, really, really affected my confidence. Um, and so I was just not enjoying the course at this point. I was just like, let me just... I need to just get to the end of this year. I need to get to the, and that's what I kept telling myself. I need to get to the end of this year. I need to get to the end of this year. Um, I had some really good shifts like in practice, which really kind of kept me going, um, especially out in community. I worked with really amazing community um, midwife um, who, you know, was just, she's just so down to earth and was really encouraging and, um, it just kind of yeah gave me a bit of a boost and also the midwives that um, I worked with um, in the unit as well they were all really encouraging they're always really like you know really I'm not gonna say they're gonna they're hyping you up because they ain't got time for that <laughs> but um, when you work with people consistently and um, they give you they give you ratings when ratings are due basically and that makes all the difference because when um outside of placement and when you're dealing with uni and like coursework and all the academic stuff and you're just like being defeated um it really does kind of boost you up a bit so yeah i had lost motivation i'd had massive crisis of confidence in myself which is looking back it's like oh, you're, you're being dramatic but uh, at the time it was literally just the worst everything was the worst and um um so i had to reset um, um my one of my oskies which obviously i didn't want to do because as you know <laughs> i hate oskies and the with the added pressure of I had to pass this because if I didn't pass this then I would not progress into my final year so it was a lot um, riding on it and thankfully I did pass it um, because it was something really stupid that made me fail in the first place and I knew exactly what it was as soon as I like left the room <laughs> I knew exactly what it was so I knew that the reset was coming but still like having to go through all that again was just Ooh. yeah not nice 
And so I was like, I was just felt really deflated actually by the end of my second year. Um, I know loads of people say, you know, second year is like the worst, like it's really hard, it's really challenging, but I, it really was challenging in every way for me, like academically, um, the things that we saw, that I saw in practice, you know, I, quite, I saw quite a few obstetric emergencies which shake you up a bit, like I'm not going to lie, um, you kind of do what needs to be done in the moment, but then afterwards it kind of hits you and it's like, oh my God, like, yeah, I witnessed this thing or I was in the room when this like emergency, when it all kicked off and um, yeah, this is what I'm walking into. The kind of realisation hits that you, especially when you're doing the theory behind, you know, um, drills and like how to deal with emergencies and what to do and um you have more of an understanding of things so it makes it so when you're actually in that situation you're like shit yeah I've got yeah you've got to be on it like you've got to be looking out for the signs of this and signs of that and these symptoms and those you know all these things and you're just like <gasps> like oh my god like you kind of feel the um the weight of responsibility that comes with being like a midwife like you really feel it now <laughs> because in the first year everything's like oh yeah normal normal this is normal you know physiological yeah cool in second year they're like no this can happen that can happen you know this can go wrong and that can go wrong and these are risks and da, da, da. you're like raw okay um, and that kind of starts to sink in a bit more so you become more wary of <clears throat> the um the complications potential complications um which is part of it um but yeah it's it's very intense so big up all you second years um like i know it's it's rough it's really tough and you've got to take on and learn still you're still learning so much um at the same time as being kind of expected to know a little bit more than you knew like a few months ago kind of thing so um yeah second year was not the one for me so taking into consideration how bumpy a ride i felt my second year was um i just wanted to um I don't want to say like give tips or anything but yeah give tips um on kind of getting through those like hard patches those rough patches um because it's a really demanding course and I, everyone always says it but when you're like in it then you're like yeah like yeah this is this is tough like this <laughs> this is quite difficult um and it's not just the academic side of things and it's not just um like completing your placement hours and getting skills signed off and all of that which is hard enough but it's also making sure that you look after yourself and are uh, that you keep checking in with yourself with regards to your like physical health like your emotional mental well-being and all that kind of stuff so it's a lot to um juggle so i'll only be this will only be like a few short things and the first one is to make sure that you have people to talk to have a person or people that you can talk to that you can vent um with that you can um kind of offload obviously if they have the capacity to help you with that and that could be members of your cohort it could be um 
mentors, it could be members of your family, just making sure that you can actually kind of get things out of your head and off your chest um, is really important. I'm sorry, that was a notification. I've forgotten to close the tab. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Um, we'll just ignore that and I'll just carry on. Um, so, yeah, have having someone to um, speak to. Um, and also, um, having something outside of um, midwifery to kind of take your mind off things. Um, whether that be a hobby or like you know like start something you like to do um obviously we don't get loads of time to do those things but if you can kind of factor in a bit of time um where you're you're able to do things that kind of remove yourself from like the midwifery um chaos <laughs> couldn't think of the word um then all the better um, I'd also say, kind of following on from the speaking to people, is that um, asking for support if you need it, um, and it's something I kind of wish I'd done a bit sooner, like reaching out to um, teaching staff, um, um, the wellbeing services that the university provides, um, counselling services that university provides. Um, there's there's loads and loads of support that you could access um but yeah so make sure that you are kind of aware of what your um, uni offers and take advantage of um, those services because um, the people that work with these services really do want to help you out and really do want to make your uni experience um um a positive one you know so i had um a like a learning support kind of plan put in place um with my with the, it started i started off with the mental health team and and then um um yeah they helped me with with our post adhd diagnosis they helped me out with like a kind of support plan um which is really cool um so yeah, look for and um, ask for support um, because it's, it's out there. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I wanted to kind of add. I had, I had to edit this bit in, um, but yeah, I felt that I needed to add um, at that. So I wanted to include like a, just a little random aside. Um, and obviously it's the new year um new year same me i'm not i'm not i'm not doing the whole new me thing anymore i can't it's tiring um but um obviously at the new year you have the queen's um honors lists and where mbes cbes obes all the bes are like given out and awarded to people for different services or just given to people it seems sometimes um but it got me thinking about um if i was ever awarded one of these things this is a very big if wildly hypothetical massive if um how i would feel about it because like mbe 
is like a member of the British Empire. OBE is like, what is it? Order of Officer of? the British it's the British Empire bit that makes me feel a bit icky um I don't think the ancestors would not be on that like they would just be like mm. there would be much turning in the graves and I just don't think I could ever accept that kind of award um yeah and then i just thought you know there have been a lot of uh, people who have accepted these awards that's absolutely fine do you and all that but i always think like i i couldn't i i couldn't i couldn't be become a member of the british empire when i know what that meant for my ancestors I just couldn't I really couldn't um I just think I would be like you know that character in Django like the one played by Samuel L Jackson that horrible horrible knock <laughs> Stephen I just think that nah, that would that I would be doing that I would be like that like no I just couldn't um yeah that's it that was my little aside so you know yeah not that I would ever get one of those awards anyway but that's just my thought on that okay we need to talk about this at the end of the second year I um I got the opportunity um I basically um bagged myself a place on um a student leadership program which is run by the council of deans big up all my 150 leaders cohort um and the welcome event was um at i think it was the end of september was it september it was september time and um <clears throat> yeah i'd just done my reset basically so i was just like ah oh, do you know what um i'm not i'm not feeling I'm not feeling like a leader at all like I'm not feeling this leadership thing and I almost didn't go because I was just like in my feelings and feeling like down in the dumps and stuff so I almost didn't even go and when I look back I would have been like that would have literally been the worst decision <laughs> you could have made because um, I did go <laughs> and um, when I arrived at the hotel I was like, oh, obviously, when it whenever it comes to like social interactions with people that I've never met before, I just get scared. Like, I'm awkward socially. I can be quite awkward socially. So, like, a room full of people who have like obviously have something about them because you have to. There's an application process, and you have to get your application backed up by um, a member of university staff as well um so yeah you can't just like walk into this thing basically so i felt really really privileged to be in this room with all these um students um amazing um healthcare students like nurses midwives dietitians no diet did i say that right dietetic students um paramedics radiographers 
like it was yeah it was it was really cool and I met some amazing people like just really passionate really like motivated like really just loving what they are doing and um really like the the idea of leadership my idea of leadership really kind of developed over the that two-day event um because i came in thinking ugh, with like i came in with just massive imposter syndrome basically like i'm gonna start talking to these people and they're gonna be like uh, uh like no you're not you're not a leader you're not a leader get out like um I, I'm not the loudest voice in the room, I'm not like, but I am a people's person, even though I'm an introvert, which kind of sounds a bit contradictory, but um, introverted healthcare students will understand. <laughs> um, and one of the things, one of the highlights for me um, was um, when we arrived we took little polaroid pictures and then these pictures were placed on um, little boxes and th throughout the event um um you could everyone's everyone had their names and their pictures on the box so at various points during the day or whenever really if you spoke to someone or you know had an interaction with someone and um you came away with something positive like something good about that person you'd write it down on a piece of paper and put it in their box so by the end of the event you had all these little like messages and um little notes in your box to take home so i was like okay i wasn't really expecting many people to leave notes in my box um but i got home i, I left it until i got home and i read them when i got home and I shed bug tears like I was like oh my gosh like I me I can have leave an impression like a po really positive impression on people who I've literally only just met and they can see something in me that would make um, a good leader or just they see the positive parts of me or they notice things that I just take for granted or don't really you know think anything of and that for me was like the highlight because that whole event was just such a huge confidence boost it was lovely like speaking to um to students from all over the UK it was really nice hearing about you know how we all kind of have those same kind of doubts or we have those same kind of crisis of confidence or like the when the imposter syndrome like kicks in and you're just like oh like we all experience those things but we all have something to contribute and um all the different kind of activities that we had that we did throughout the days the talks from um the from um members of the alumni um, who had previously done the program I just came away feeling so motivated and so uplifted and so inspired like that event like literally saved me <laughs> okay that's really dramatic that event really kind of 
relit the fire kind of thing because boy that fire was like turning to ash like real quick so that really lit relit that fire for me um and i um i'm actually at the, in the at the moment planning trying to plan my um my project which i'll come to a little bit later so that 150 leaders event really was just the pick me up i needed it came at like exactly the right time um but i also feel that um some of the people that i met also kind of came into my life at the right time because from talking to people and um hearing about people's experiences and navigating like life in general i then started to kind of reflect on myself and um that um like in the summer um basically i had like real big personal issues i'm not going to go into detail but it actually led to kind of like an end of a friendship that had been a very long-standing friendship and that really shook me um and really made me realize it really made me reflect on like a lot of self-reflection happened um off the back of that and because of that and led me to kind of examine myself like put myself under a microscope and examine myself and, and really examine especially my patterns of behavior and um the more and more i thought about things and the more and more i would kind of like replay conversations or arguments or like things like that i kind of started thinking hold on hold on and then i started reading people's experiences online with certain things i was googling everything i was googling like crazy um and i found uh some videos online on youtube and I was watching one particular video and then all of a sudden it was like hold on you're talking about me <laughs> this is about me and it was a video about how ADHD can affect relationships I was like hold on wait no wait hold on I you're yes this is and I showed it to my husband and he was like hold on <laughs> I was like right like this is this is me so I kind of started digging and digging and digging and then suddenly more and more st things started to make sense like more and more things started to kind of I there was lots of dots and th then I started to join these dots and I was like oh my gosh like this is why I struggle with this thing so much or oh my gosh like this is why I feel like this sometimes you know and it the more I looked into um ADHD and especially when it has been undiagnosed which is uh, fairly common in women um because well ordinarily and i was guilty of this i saw i would think oh adhd i think mm, yeah like hyperactive little boys you know uh, that was that would be the thing that would come into my not but there's more to it there's layers to it it's not just hyperactivity there's also the inattentiveness and all the other things like that and how 
women or girls with neurodiversity um, can um, mask or, you know, act like I say in uh, inverted commas, like behave normally because they're very good at kind of oh, seeing what other people are doing and oh yeah, I'll do that. And that's kind of what I tried to do a lot. Um, and as I went through like listening to other people's experiences because I thought oh you know I was fine at school like I didn't struggle with school like I yeah that that pit that bit kind of threw me and but then it was like because you have structure and I'm like that I like I liked school I liked learning and so I would like do well because I liked learning and I liked that like learning environment when things started going awry was when the structure kind of came away so when I first started uni without the kind of structure you get from like home life and like like school and that's when things started that's when I started struggling and I could see like and as years went by and like the structure kind of fell away it was that's I could see certain things like playing out but obviously at the time you know you just did what you did and like um <clears throat> but it really like struck me and I was like okay so like what do I do like I think that this is me I think that you know um and luckily I was in the position to be able to um, fund a private assessment I know that's not possible for a lot of people so I'm really really like I'm grateful that I was thankful that I was able to do that so I got an assessment and the pre-assessment thing the pre-assessment process is this is literally the most ADHD unfriendly process <laughs> because you have to go through answering a hell of a lot of questions um and giving examples as well so it's just long the process is long and I it took me ages to actually do that part of it um and then had the assessment with the psychiatrist and she like confirmed that uh, yeah I do have ADHD and I have combined type so you can have primarily hyperactive primarily inattentive or like a combination of the two and I'm like combination of the two um but even before that assessment like I, I was like no wait but what if what if I don't have it like what if I've just imagined like what if I'm just making things up like what if like I'm, I'm telling myself like the level of like self-doubt and second-guessing and just fear and anxiety and yeah it was a lot so even literally for up to five minutes before like I told my husband on the day I was I was scared like I didn't like I couldn't focus on anything throughout that day because and the, the assessment was in the evening so I had all day and I was just stressing out about, about it like what if what if she thinks I'm lying like what if like what if I come across as like I'm just like you know it was just I was having a lot of mad thoughts basically but I got the diagnosis and I was relieved because first of all I felt relief because oh I wasn't imagining it like I these things are real for me 
Um, and I'm not like, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a deficient person because a lot of the time um, um, people can kind of internalize their symptoms or um, see their symptoms as like character flaws when they're not character flaws they're just symptoms it's just how your brain works like and for me that was like so I'm not lazy I'm not like a mess well I'm a messy person I will hold my hands up to that um I'm not lazy like I'm not like like cold or like heartless like you know like all these things that I would over the years kind of say to myself um and yeah so there was that initial relief and then there was just the um kind of sadness because I'm like hold on so all these things like all these situations that I got myself into all these things that I did that was not you know um not in any way helping me or I would have quite I went through phases of quite destructive behavior like really like impulsive behavior like ugh, like ugh, impulse buying stuff which I really need like I like yeah poor impulse control with quite a few things um and um um sensitivity to rejection which was a big one like any little critique I would just take it as like oh my god you hate me you want to like just assassinate my character like completely over like just over what's the word I can't think of a word um I don't I'm not going to say overreact but kind of um um yeah just take things really personally like really personally all the time and um then beat myself up like about it and um, I, I had like a not a great relationship with myself <coughs> essentially um because I didn't really know myself fully it's kind of weird because I would describe it as mm, like not really knowing myself or not feeling like a complete person so with things like emotions or like articulating my feelings I couldn't like I really struggled with that and it's not because now it's before I used to think oh is it because like you're just a heartless person who doesn't really have a proper working heart you know like tin man or something um why can't I like identify my feelings why can't I say to somebody how I'm feeling like I found that so frustrating like I'm really I just couldn't do it and then I come to find out that you know emotional dysregulation and things like that are a thing so I was like so I'm not like I'm not broken I'm not a broken person like this thing was real and I there's a reason for it like all these things were just like oh my god wow so all the arguments I used to have like in past relationships where I would just shut down like when it came to like having like real heart-to-heart conversation nah, I would like shut down I didn't say I didn't say shit like I was just like nope but not because I didn't want to say anything but literally my brain was like shit 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 
it <laughs> like the whole time like I couldn't articulate my feelings and that made me very frustrated but also made me a bit of a nightmare when it came to relationships I'm not gonna lie um so uh, yeah there was that there was there's so many different things but the the what I was saying is that I yeah I didn't feel like a complete person because there were these things that I didn't understand about myself so I thought that kind of meant that I wasn't like a complete person really so I went like I went through my life feeling not 100% connected with myself or feeling like a whole person whereas now I'm learning that I felt and thought certain ways because of um because of my brain wiring essentially so um yeah it's been a massive massive like learning curve and I'm still learning and finding out loads of stuff and trying to um gently make my life more like ADHD friendly essentially and not fight against um symptoms obviously I didn't and I wasn't aware that they were symptoms but I would inadvertently try like make my life more difficult um because of um the way the disorganized way my head was I would try and really be organized and plan this and plan that and plan this and plan that and put so much time and effort into planning um that outwardly I appear to be really good at it and really good at organizing I could be really good at like planning an event and da, 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 da. but if you looked at my desk space if you look in my like wardrobe it's like mm -mm, it's chaos it's actual chaos and that's kind of and I was like wow like it, things just start clicking like things will click in all over the shop and um they're still clicking and I'm but I am now trying to um, accept all of me, like accept all of the bits um, and not shy away from um, the bits that are different or that I don't fully understand yet, but I will get there. Um, and um, I've kind of relaxed into it, which is just such a nice feeling um you get the occasional wave of sadness when you're like oh wow i really didn't have to go through all of that like, i really could have just like not experienced that thing or that thing or struggled with this thing for so long but it is what it is and um you know i'm glad that now i can um get to know myself better and like be better to myself and um yeah and really kind of bring all of me now that like, I feel like ugh, I feel I feel like a real person now which sounds really odd to say but that's how I feel like I literally feel like oh there's like I yeah I am whole like and this is whole of me like ADHD and all so um that's why I wanted to do this kind of episode kick this year off with um one of my attention in attention intentions is to um bring all of me into what I'm doing so um I am gonna be obviously making an effort to just be very honest about my 
myself, uh, with myself and about myself, um, um, in order to kind of, yeah, just um, have that acceptance thing in everything I do, like self-acceptance is now like high on my list of priorities. So, um, uh, but another thing, one of the other reasons why I wanted to actually share this um, is because um, I came back onto um, Instagram after a, quite a long break and um, decided, you know, I'm going to share what's kind of been happening sort of in the background um, and um, I did that and sort of spoke about my diagnosis and um, how I was kind of getting on with that. I think I just started the titration process of like starting medication so um, it was all very new but it's still very new because I was only diagnosed in like the end of October and I kind of like took uh, a few weeks to kind of let that kind of sink in before I decided okay I'm gonna try medication um, and just try and get things kind of straight in my head before I kind of proceeded with anything so um that was it that came the end of last year um but in sharing um my experience my story or the kind of what had been happening I actually began to receive like some messages from other people other people who were um and neurodiverse as well or people who had also been recently diagnosed or people who were seeking a diagnosis um, and especially um, the messages that I got from other black women as well because there's a thing in the um, black community where um, mental health about um, about neurodiversity that uh, I don't know like it's not I'm not it's not I'm not gonna say it's not taken seriously I'm not gonna say that but it is not really understood because it's not given much airtime it's like uh, you know like pray about it or you know you'll be fine or you know it's just 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 don't talk to me about it kind of thing um with the kind of older generation I should say but things are changing obviously people are sharing more and um, as a black woman with ADHD I thought it was just important to kind of speak about things and start I'm not gonna say start a dialogue because that sounds a bit I'm not starting anything I'm just um making myself visible yeah that's what I'm gonna say making myself more visible because um I thought it can be lonely when you feel like bruh like I don't like it's all well and good when you see you know different like influencers who are talking about it or people who are quite prominent on social media are talking about this thing but they don't look like you or they won't probably have the same kind of cultural expectations or cultural the nuances that come with being from a particular culture in addition to being female um in addition to having um 
having ADHD so I thought it was very important for me to kind of step into the light um, and talk about it because yeah the more people talk about it the less of a thing it is and um, getting those kind of conversations started and also just feeling like um, you're you've been seen like feeling like, oh you know that person understands because yeah they come from the same place that I come from and likely to have the kind same kind of like family setup or like they have the same cultural background so they know the kind of things that people are going to say or people think or you know but they're they're coming and they're sharing their stories and um those messages really meant a lot to me and really kind of reaffirmed like my decision to um yeah just talk the things a bit more you know like just yeah be just be out here <laughs> just be out here um and um hopefully um helping people to feel less like they're going through these things alone or um that they are like somehow like i don't even know I've lost my train of thought there. Never mind. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to, um, yeah, to mention that as well because um, if my story or if me talking about something, or if me being open about something, or me like sharing a post that I found helpful, that I found useful, or anything really, and if that can have like a positive effect, or that can. Um, help somebody along their own journey then yes it's it's most definitely worth it so yeah that's um that's it really yeah that's um that's all I wanted to say so thank you very much for listening um there will be I will be coming back with um like a lead-in to um I'm going to be doing a, a mini series of podcast episodes um as part of uh, my leadership project which i'm very 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 excited about um but yeah so i will um catch you soon bye thank you for tuning in i really hope you enjoyed it if you'd like to support me and the work that i do you can do so by sharing my blogcast on your socials, leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or by buying me a coffee on Kofi. I'll catch you in the next episode.